Hello, hello, hello. It's Venice. Welcome to the Venice and Friends podcast. Uh, my name's Venice, of course, and if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm just going to say a couple things about myself. I am by training a nutritionist and a life coach, and I love empowering women uh, to design a life they love. And there are a couple things I'm really good at. <laughs> I'm just going to say a couple and then I'm going to move on. But um, I'm really good at or skilled at or masterful at teaching people really practical tools to find peace. I'm really passionate about peace. Peace of mind, peace in our body, peace in our environment, our physical environment where we live. And so like pretty much what I'm up to is teaching strategies, tools, and tips on how to find peace. And it's much easier to find peace or to design a life you love rather when we are in peace. Um, peace has nothing to do with our circumstances. It has nothing to do with um, like how great our life is going. Peace is, if I could just say in one sentence, it's, it's knowing that all is well in the middle of life happening. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, you may be intrigued. Ooh, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, there's more, more to come. But ba- basically the way this podcast is set up, it's every week I'll have a series of conversations. I generally publish two podcasts a week. Um, one that's personal growth related, mindset related, and the other is more in the vein of um home, space, our physical environment, organization, and something I'm really passionate about these days, and that is solar solar energy. Uh, I've at this point, especially after the research I've done and the learning I've done over the past week, I'm like, wow, you know, I've, I've declared myself a solar advocate and no one actually gave me that title. I just gave it to myself. I'm an ad, an advocate for solar power and using renewable energy uh, to power our homes and cell phones, etc. And uh, but also, I think I'm going to add, like, I, I think it's inside of edu- advocacy, and that's education. So you, my friend, are on a journey with me. Uh, if you've followed me for a while, I have, I've just gone through seasons of sharing. I'm pretty much like share whatever it is that I'm up to in that, in a particular season of my life. Okay. Right now, as I speak, Don and I are planning on having children and we never planned on having children and we're not planning on having children right now in this moment. But we're looking at really having two kids, and that'll probably happen in about two years, according to like our our timeline. It will not be easy for us to have children, by the way, because my tubes are tied. So there's a whole involved process around um, having two kids for us. Um, but the reason why I say that is because probably as I get closer into starting that journey, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> 
And when I'm raising my babies, you're going to hear about it and see about it. So that's pretty much how I've established myself as a person on social media. It's really like whatever's happening in my life, I'm going to share with you. And whatever I'm passionate about, whatever I really believe in, I will also share with you as well. So today we're going to actually have a conversation around, I titled this this um, podcast, Why Do We Know More About Our Cell Phone Bill Than Our Electric Bill? <laughs> Okay. And I actually like heard this, I, I heard this question the other, like a couple weeks ago and it really just kind of intrigued me. And I was like, Hmm, I know for myself, I honestly, up until recently, I never even looked at my electric bill. I paid my electric bill, but pretty much for me, I'm just like, Oh, it's due. Oh, it's time to pay that thing. So I keep the lights on. Right. And actually, truth be told, my husband actually pays the bills. So, you know, the money comes into our account, Don pays the bills. So I literally never, ever look at the electric bill until very recently. And you may be the same way, make, you know, be one of those things. It's like, you just know you pay it and you don't think about it. Right. Versus my cell phone bill is a whole other story. <laughs> I, for me, I don't know about you, I'm looking at where am I at with my data usage. I use a lot of data and I've had to like adjust my data usage plan multiple times. Um, there's, of course, I have a different bill now, but you know, at some point I had like a certain number of minutes and then it was like big problem world land if I went over my minutes. Uh, so my cell phone bill, I have known for years, uh, looked at that thing uh, quite consistently to see where I'm at. You know, but it's interesting because while... I'm going to make an assumption, and that is that you probably know more about your cell phone bill than your electric bill. And, you know, my first thought when I heard that question was, well, of course people know more about their cell phone bill. We need our cell phones, right? But when I really stopped to think, I was like, oh, wait a minute. If I don't have electricity, then... I will not be able to use my cell phone bill. So it's kind of silly, right? That the thing that I, that I take for granted many days, um, I actually uh, really don't even pay much attention to. So I started to kind of get curious about that question and I did some research and I wanted to share with you today, not going to be really long, um, but something around why it's, you know, it's not that we're not interested per se in what's in our electric bill. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. It has in part to do with the history of the industry. Okay. Now, before I delve into this, I'm going to give you like three points for your consideration today, okay, in this podcast, and then we're going to be done with the conversation. Uh, I have two things to say before I move on. Number one, when I did this research, um, I, I really got like present to one, that I love learning, <laughs> two, that I love 
when I learn something new, I actually, it gives me a lot of satisfaction and fulfillment to share with others. And so inside of that, we're just very uneducated in the area of energy. And one of the things I'm adding to my um, solar advocate role is maybe I don't want to call myself an educator. I mean, maybe I could, but maybe, I don't know, like teaching people the wisdom or the knowledge, not the wisdom, the knowledge that I have learned about solar. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about this conversation. Um, I'd love to hear what questions you have about solar. Uh, I've heard many considerations. Um, it's There are people who I've had personal friends that have gone solar and had really negative experiences with solar companies. And it makes me really sad to hear sad like stories of people being taken advantage of. People, it's just, I'm not even going to go into that. But, you know, I think one of the things, the places we need to begin is to understand like the basics. And so that's what I'm committed to, okay? I'm going to do a series of conversations that are really just so simple. They're so short, but they're designed to give you a foundation even before you think of solar energy. Like really, I'm not trying to like pitch you on, you know, like going solar. What I want to do in this conversation, my intention is to educate you because I think that that's the basis is let's all get educated because from there, we can really look at what our choices are, what our options are. Does that make sense? So uh, in the notes of this episode, I have my email address. It's info at And I'm asking you to send me an email with a question you have about this content today or any question you have about, um, you know, energy, the solar energy industry. I, I love getting questions. What I'll do is I'll do an episode to share the response, but also to educate other people. What I found is that most of the time when one person asks a question, there are at least two or three other people that have the same exact question and they just haven't taken the time to ask. So info at venice.com. Okay. Awesome. So when I did some research on why do we have so much information about our electric, uh, our cell phone bill rather versus our electric bill, here's what I discovered. It's, it's quite interesting. So, you know, the FCC, the Federal uh, Communication Commission, they kind of regulate um, industry like the telecom industry various industries. Okay. Uh, as a person who sends emails to customers, there's certain things you can't do, or you can get fined by the FCC. Like it's just, you know, it's helps kind of oversee integrity of industries. Okay. The FCC, which was founded, I believe it was like in the 1930s, which has been quite a while was established, right? And fast forward in the 1990s, around 1994, there's this whole industry called the telecom industry, right? Which is telecommunications, okay? We, inside of that, we have our, you know, phone companies, cell phone companies, all right? 
1994, there was this emergence of some a practice happening within phone companies. And what was happening was, um, it's called cramming. So cramming, phone cramming, what was happening was companies were basically adding fees, like hidden fees to the bill of, of cell phone customers. Okay. So fast forward in the early 2000s, there was a, from the FCC, like basically rules established with telephone companies and cell phone companies. Okay. And one of the things that happened out of that whole moment in time was the telecom companies were really mandated to be transparent, like show what people are paying for. Of course, so this emergence of the issue came from consumers who were like, what the heck am I paying for? Right? So consumers are like, what the heck am I paying for? What's going on? And it really created like an awareness and a demand for companies to be transparent. Okay. Cell phone companies, telephone companies. So that's literally like where the emergence of like detailed reporting came from. Okay. So there is a whole reason why we it's so accessible and easy to to see what's on our cell phone bill. One, um, people want to know, and two, people want companies like our cell phone companies to be transparent about what it is that they're paying for. Okay. Now, if we look on the other side, like a comparison to the energy industry, okay, and I'm really focusing specifically like on our electric bill, there's not as much demand and there's not as much interest. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not like, you know, someone is doing something wrong or people don't care necessarily. Honestly, one of the reasons why is because why there's not as much need or interest is because for the most part in the 50 states in the United States, most of the states are the energy industry is what you call regulated, meaning pretty much you're going to have one service provider for electricity. That's it. Like there are no choices. Okay. There are states in the United States, specifically, there are 17 states in the United States that are, they're deregulated to a point, not a hundred percent, but basically what that means is deregulated is that those states are more open to competitors in the energy industry. Okay, so I'll just kind of read off the names of those states, okay, very quickly. Uh, We've got California, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, Michigan, Montana, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Texas, and Washington, D.C. Now, 
out of those 17 states that are deregulated, there none of them are 100% deregulated, okay? The one that is the closest to 100% is Texas, with 85% of that state being deregulated. Um, specifically, I'm talking about in the energy industry. What does that mean? So why, so and what? What's the point, Venice? Well, the reason why that's relevant is because in a state like Texas, where there's not, there's more options for customers. Okay, that's the that's the benefit of deregulation. And one could argue, is it good or bad? I'm not really here to argue that point. My point is simply that there are more options for customers. Okay. That's my, my point regarding deregulation. Okay. So with that, there becomes people like have options. (laughs) There's more of a, like you have choices. It's different when you have a choice of like being, you know, being able to choose from three energy providers versus one energy provider. The, 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 when there is more variation or more options, those companies, well, now customers are looking for certain things, right? They're looking for how can I get the best rate on my electricity, which is, you know, people are charged by kilowatt, okay? Um, if you have one service provider, you don't have any options. It's just that one provider. If you have other options now... There can be competition where a company can say, hey, we'll actually charge you less than the other guy. There is more options, okay? So one reason why having more options is beneficial is one, the customer has more likely opportunity to pay, have a better rate. But the second is quality. People actually, you know, when you have options, companies know that. It's like, okay, well, let's look at how can we uh, provide the best service, the best uh, coverage uh, over the competitors. So that's very relevant, especially when we look at in Texas, for instance, where we had the great freeze of 2021, where much of the state was, uh, you know, experienced rolling blackouts and outages. That's something that we're not forgetting as Texans. I myself am, am in Texas. And when I'm looking at a service provider, especially moving forward, that is something that I'm actually really concerned about. Now, if you're familiar with Texas, I'm actually going to do a whole other podcast about like how how the power grid works. It's a very simple conversation. I'm not going to talk about that now. But essentially, I believe that in the future, what we are going to see is an increased interest and demand by consumers that one, they want lower rates for electricity and two, they want quality. They want good service. They want good coverage when it comes to their electricity and um, what they're paying for. Now, not all of the 50 states in the United States 
are deregulated for so for much of the United States there is only one provider right but for the ones that are deregulated the states that I mentioned I would really just invite you to like look into what your options are I think that's a really great place to look and I I used to have this point of view like gosh, I'm only one person. I can't make a difference. Why should I even bother? Because one person can't do anything. But this year, I've really actually been rethinking that view. My view at this point is if more people are having the conversation, then something can potentially happen. That's the reason why I'm coming on and doing these conversations around energy, renewable energy, solar energy, is I want to give people information so that we can engage in a conversation. And, you know, I underestimate the power of consumers. We communicate with our dollars and our our dollar actually it speaks to what it is that we're we're really committed to where we spend our money and i believe that the more we can just get basic education it empowers us in how we spend our dollars so the takeaway from today is i really invite you to look at your electric bill and to look into in your area, do you have options for a lower rate, for your electric rate? And I invite you to really get in action. Just that one thing, you never know. There may be options that you have, you're not even aware of. Uh, You know, in solar, it's amazing to me. I've talked to people and they think it's a lot of money and you have to spend thousands of dollars up front. And that's really not most, that's not the case. Like in most cases, I'm not going to make a blanket statement. Okay. Cause it just depends on the person's situation, but it's, a, it's amazing to me how many people can get solar energy and have it done at zero dollars down and people just don't know. So that's why I'm like, oh my God, more people need to know. We need to know what our options are. We need to know kind of what is available to us where we live. Like, let's start there. (laughs) So, all right, my friend, uh, it was a pleasure to chat with you today. I just want you to know, I really love our conversations. Um, Even though I'm not speaking to you directly in my mind every time I'm doing a podcast I see you in my mind I'm like I'm having this conversation with you and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen um and you know I you find value in the conversations and I just thank you for your time and your attention all right until next time, check out the link in my comments uh, for the information um, for my email. And also, if you are interested in a free solar consultation, I have a link there where you can click uh, for my friends, Joe and Manny. They're good, trustworthy people. And um, they'll, they'll just, they're really committed to educating people about what their options are, regardless of what state you live in. Okay. Bye guys. Until next time.